welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Marana, host of the show, and it is show number 214. Welcome to our live audience here on Facebook, proud member of the Education Podcast Network and Voice Ed Radio Canada, iTunes, or wherever you are taking in your podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting the show. A positive review, a positive comment goes a long way, so that would be helpful if you did enjoy the show. Havesy's Cookies is sponsoring the show. Here they are. Havesy's Cookies, discount code Murata15 will get your discount. And we are going to give today's guest right here. Here they are. I don't want to touch them because he's going to eat them in a little bit. But there's the Havesy's Cookies. Uh, they're literally cut in half, uh, nice and thick. And uh, I think we have a, a Reese's peanut butter mm -hmm. here, a little uh, apple cinnamon, and then uh, certainly a double chocolate chip. Uh, so have these cookies. Uh, they are a local company, discount code Murata15. You're going to a party this summer, you're going to a graduation party, um, give them a shot. They're, you'll be happy you did. So check them out and use discount code Murata15. All right. I got my guest live in studio here at the house. Uh, we are going to meet Shane Fagan. Shane is a two-time returning uh, person to the show, uh, a great leader in our community, uh, just a great representative of our school district uh, here in Delaware Valley. But man, he just graduated the Naval Academy, just got on a whirlwind uh, trip, and uh, he's back. So he gave us uh, some time here, and I'm grateful for that. We'll bring Shane in uh, just here in a moment. The opening uh, concept here on the program, again, show 214. If you're watching live, jump in with a, a question or a comment. Um, leadership, starting early. Shane displayed leadership characteristics uh, as a young man. Uh, again, he was on here as a senior in high school, and now he's graduated the Naval Academy four years later. And it's just very inspiring for uh, an educator. His uh, mom is an educator, and I'm an educator. Uh, to see these characteristics in a young person and then have them grow, right? He's going to, uh, he's doing great things now. He's a member of the sprint football team. And um, it's just really nice to see that. Our job as ed educators are to notice these things and see these things in young people and help bring them out. And I'm going to ask him that along the way, who were some people that maybe kind of drew that out of them or said, you know, what you know, do you think, or I think you can do this, that kind of stuff that kind of maybe planted those seeds to get him at the Naval Academy. But enough of me talking, he's right here, he doesn't have to plug in. Shane, come on into the program and uh, welcome back. Thank you. Come a little closer so yeah. you're in the middle. I won't bite you. I know your buddy Ruby's here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, be nice to Shane. Uh, Shane Fagan, everyone. Shane, uh, uh thanks for uh coming back on the program and making some time. Welcome yeah, home. Appreciate it. Yeah. How Good do you feel? You just uh, you just graduated, right? Yeah. Um, I'd say pretty surreal. Uh, like you said, I've, I've wanted to do this for as long as I can remember. So now that it's done, at least that part, it's, uh, I mean, now now I got to put it into practice, you know? So, yeah. And so graduation was when? It's uh, May 27th was the day. But okay. it's like a whole week of celebration leading up. So they had like the Blue Angels come um, and – you know, like award ceremonies and just like all the, the pompous and circumstance, uh, pomp circumstance. And then, um, yeah, graduation came and it all, all went off pretty well. So nice. Yeah. Shane, I talked a little bit about, uh, you know, when you were younger and your family in Delaware Valley, were there some people along the way that, 
kind of said, hey, I think you can do this or, I, you know, things like that to you that kind of made you think, I want this? Yeah, um, starting off with my parents for sure. Um, I think what helped me get to Navy was honestly also being the younger sibling. I got two older siblings and I would always go with them to their college visits um, and see what they you know, wanted, didn't want. And um, all the different presentations of schools. Like I, I liked a lot of the high academic standards and like great facilities and stuff, but I knew I just wanted something a little bit different. Um, and then obviously like doing sports, you know, um, like wrestling and football were really important for me. Um, it's like building that, you know, tough, you know, physical, mental character, um, my coaches. And uh, honestly, it, it definitely took a village. Like this was not, you know, like one family or like one person that got me there. Um, and that's try like that's like what I'm gonna keep in mind going forward. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And your parents, your siblings, such great people, the yeah. Fagan family. Um, so Shane, what is like your title now? You were a cadet, right? Uh midshipman. Midshipman. Yeah. Sorry, cadets are here. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, Sorry. yeah. It's okay. okay. It's okay. Did I, did I okay? I thought I wrote cadet. All right, midshipman. So now now are do you have a What's your rank? So it's an 01, so it's an ensign. So if you were like Army, Air Force, or Marine Corps equivalent, that would be a second lieutenant. Okay. So and then where do you go from here? What's where does that what happens now? So I uh hopefully gonna be a submarine officer going forward. So uh at the end of this November, I'll go down to Charleston. Uh six months of nuclear engineering school, six months of working on a land-based uh reactor, getting qualified. And then I will eventually get to my submarine at a port around the country or world, depending on where I go and what I want. So, wow. Yeah. Charleston's a great city. I've heard, I've heard <laughs> only good things. Charleston's I'm so excited. City. Yeah. yeah. Definitely it's got a lucky. cool thing. Yeah. So let's talk about your time at the Naval Academy. Uh, yeah. Diana Bixby, thanks for uh, tuning in. Dr. Bixby. Oh, nice. uh, yeah. Um, so tell me, I mean, you hear how difficult it is. Yeah. You just went through it. Yeah. What were some of the most challenging things for you? Yeah, um, I think it was uh, a pattern of like the next thing is the biggest challenge, but what you did before prepared you, if that makes sense. So obviously when you get there, it's like pleep summer boot camp, right? So your head shaved, you're running all around, working out, screaming. Um, but honestly, like you kind of settle in and you get in the rhythm and, you know, once you get through that, that hump, it's fine. And then freshman year comes and you're, you know, learning that independence, you're away from home. Um, I was playing football and trying to balance all that transition, right? It's tough. Um, but then you get through freshman year and then sophomore year was like, well, now you're not the center of attention, right? You're not, the, you're not the freshman. Now you have to mentor and, you know, start working on yourself. What do you want to do after you graduate? Then COVID hit. And that was like another just, man, you know, out of nowhere. Um, and then even senior year, like coming out of COVID, that was a big transition because uh, like most, most people were home for COVID online, but we were actually at school in our rooms. So a lot of people point to COVID um, as like the biggest challenge, but honestly, I think probably the one consistent thing I could say is like physicality. Um, just like always like struggling with like the confidence of that also like I'm at the Naval Academy. So everyone else is super fit. Like my one roommate's going to be a seal, you know? So being, wow. yeah, living with that, you know, like those people are the ones that motivate you just to, you know, it's like be a little bit tougher, be a little bit sharper, you know, especially like physical health is, you know, mental health and all that stuff, you know, it helps you uh, decompress and just, you know, feel good about yourself. And that's one thing I'm trying to take with me, especially from Navy. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, it's not like the movie Shane where they're always yelling at you and that kind of stuff. Are there yeah. times where you can 
talk with people and kind of share some of the stuff you're going through? Is there oh, yeah. supports there too? Yeah, they, they do a really good job with that. Um, I'd say a lot of it is honestly just the people too because um, we're all going through it together. So I know a lot – it's easier for most people, right, to talk with their peers and stuff like that, especially because at school, like, you know, it's hard to talk to friends from back home because it's just two different experiences. Yeah. And it's not like belittling anything. It's just, it's just different, yeah. you know. They're um, out going to keg parties and you're, uh, you know, yeah. straight in your room. With yeah, that. no, I, I frequently – like, I deleted my social media freshman year because I saw, like, people tailgating, you know, football games, and I'm just in my room doing chemistry on a Sunday. But it, that was also my choice. It's yeah, so like, I'm not yeah. feeling bad for myself. It's just like, if I'm going to do this for me, I got to focus on me. Um, but there, there's services at school and there's just a lot of great mentors and, you know, people to be around that really help you get through. So, and for the future. And how about something that maybe wasn't that hard? Like, you know, hey, this I got through this pretty good. You know, I was ready for this. Yeah, I think getting to know people. Um, I'm a pretty outgoing guy, especially coming from, you know, a small town like, I like knowing people who I'm working with um, and also through the shared hardship, right? It's real easy just to get close to people and learn a lot about them. Um, also going to sleep at the end of the day was not a problem. <laughs> not a problem. So, yeah, yeah. hit the pillow. Yeah. Do they have, was there lights out? Was there like a. Um, so that's really more over the summer. Actually, I mean, during the school year, they have like a technically a bedtime, especially for freshmen. Um, but once you're in upper class, you get a little more, uh, freedom and flexibility. Mm -hmm. But personally, like I was never a late night grinder studier. If it wasn't done by like 10 or 11, I'm in bed. And then if anything, I'll wake up like real early in the morning, especially yeah. for like a workout or something. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm definitely an early bird. So I'm with you on that. If yeah. you're watching live, jump in, uh, welcome Shane home and, and leave him a comment or a question. Um, Shane, what was a curveball? What was something there that is kind of like, Holy cow. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess COVID is easy, but to, to be a little more unique, um, I think like the, the one thing I didn't expect was, I guess I was just pretty naive, honestly. Um, Cause you get, it's like, it's like, you know, do you really want to see the sausage made? And that's like kind of a gross metaphor, but you know, when you, when you peel back the curtain, you know, you look past the brochures and the parades and the uniforms, like when you're in it with the people um, it's very easy to forget that like you were that person that people looked up to and like everyone makes mistakes and you know, everyone has different motivations stuff for being there, but it's honestly a lot more, I, know, I think I'm more of a realist now than, than I ever was not a pessimist. Nobody likes a, a cynic, but definitely, um, you know, like, like being a very optimistic person, but also seeing like not everything's perfect. Yeah. And you know, that's just like the, the human condition. Like even as the military is this, you know, rigid, inflexible, you know, organization, like it's still run and made up by people. So I think that's probably the one thing I didn't expect to be as, um, I guess humanizing. That makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, here's uh, Larry Dick, Dr. Dick, uh, yeah. my friend from Binghamton. Yeah. Uh, and it's true, right? You see the inner workings there. You were in the mix. Um, yeah. Shane, you're, you're excelling in so many areas. And one of them was was football. You remember the sprint football team? You had yep. a very successful time there. Yeah. Uh, how big was that in your routine in your life there? That that was huge. I uh, my friends joke that's like my personality trait at school. Um, I I wanted to do it since you know a, a while. Like going in, that was my goal. Um, and like I said, physically it was definitely a struggle. So for those who don't know, sprint football is regular football at the weight limit. Um, so I played O line. I don't really look like a college alignment. I weigh like 205 right now, but the season 
weight limit is 178. So it's like wrestling and football merge, right? So I would weigh in two days before the game at 178, and then I'd be playing the game at like 190, 195. Come on. Yeah. And then it'd just be like this this roller coaster of oh gaining losing God. weight. So, you know, right now I'm treating myself and eating well. Um, but that's just part of like that that grind and discipline that really made me tougher. And also, like I said, doing it with the guys, right, that you get super close with. Um, definitely have a healthy – respect for the rivalry between army and navy now um just just great competitors you know what i mean and it's good to like those are the games you play for you know what i mean like that's like those are the moments you want to have right like the challenges to say like i rose up and i wasn't scared um yeah that sprint football is great and i'm going to coach this fall before i go so and what was your relationship with the navy football team was that something that was there camaraderie there you, um not really actually we're, we're kind of separate um there, there's some Navy football guys that grad assist for Sprint and they get like a different perspective of the culture. What I like about Sprint is that we're, I'd say more of a part of the, the brigade, like the student body, because the regular Navy football team, like it, it's a grind, right? It's D1 football, American League uh, Conference. Um, they definitely put in a lot more time on the field than we do. Yeah. Um, but I like that we can balance more of like the academy experience, but and we also get to play football. Right. Like we don't have, you know, Kenny Matalolo and all the coaching staff. Like most of us are just a bunch of guys who played in high school who probably a little bit undersized, but just wanted to keep playing and be around good people. Um, literally our coaches for the most part are active duty military officers. Wow. So that's actually a whole nother dynamic of like it's your coach, but also it's your superior. But then also you get so much more exposure um, about the fleet, right? Like what you see about Marines or submariners or stuff like that, that really make you you know, want to go in that community or also just, you know, take a leadership lesson to apply later, which I love and I wouldn't trade. So. Shane, did you, uh, come here, I'm going to take this collar off. Did you have an experience uh, during your playing time that like you were down a certain amount of points or something, something rally or just something that happened that kind of stuck with you now that you could take as a leadership lesson? Yeah. Um, I'd say probably the championship this year um, against Army. We, we were undefeated this year, and we had lost to Army the last two times. So we lost the championship my sophomore year, and then we only got to play one game during COVID, and we lost. And that was, that was a huge disappointment because we practiced all fall in COVID, fighting tests and, you know, distancing just to, just to not play our best, right? Mm -hmm. It was like classic, we beat ourselves. Um, and so we were undefeated. We had already beaten Army in the year, but it's hard to beat the same team twice, right? Yeah. So we were in the championship and we were down seven to three and I think it's the fourth quarter and I should remember this more, but we were just struggling, right? Like they were keying on us and, you know, like I said, like they're a good team. Like it's like we dominate the league for sure. And uh, really weren't gaining anything on the outside. Passing wasn't working. Like we can't just keep grounding and pounding up the middle um, because obviously like it's Navy football, but you know, they're, they're going to, key on that so and we got lucky this one time but before we went out to the field i was on the sideline and i'm nervous right and i'm the i'm the senior like position captain for the o-line um right so i'm like the center i snap the ball but also like i'm the guy that people got to look to to unite the guys right the the play starts with us right like i think offensive line i'm biased is the most important part of the field right on offense you know like i'm snapping it we we push the line of scrimmage back and all that but you know, I definitely almost froze. Like I remember not being super confident and, you know, just being nervous, right? Because you wanted it super bad and you just, you just didn't know what was going to happen. 
Um, but fortunately, like with the guys around us, like we all just started kind of rallying and that gave me the, honestly, like the push to, to be the voice that I needed and should have been. Um, but moments like that were almost like you want to freeze, right. Where you want to hesitate and not act like that's, I still think about that a lot because we got lucky. We broke off on like a 40 yard run, scored a touchdown and then closed out the side. Um, but definitely those moments where like you hesitate and thinking like that's, that's crucial to leadership and being an officer in general. So I, I think to experiences like that where your back's on the wall and you have a really important, you know, potentially accomplishment in front of you that you just have to, you just have to do and you can't freeze. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. good for you, Shane. And, uh, you'll have that with you the rest of your life. Yeah. You were a college athlete and, uh, man, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, Shane, we live up here in Northeast Pennsylvania, not far from West Point. Yep. You know, and you look around here, you see a lot of West Point gear and, yep. you know, what made you make the choice to go there to the Naval Academy and not right here in your backyard? Yeah. Good question. Um, I'd say first is the opportunities. Like the Navy is the most unique service because they have pilots, they have submariners, they have surface ship officers, they have Marines, right? Those are, those are the big four. Um, and army, right? It's just a little bit more streamlined. Um, I think that also in my family, we have a lot of naval service. Like my dad was in the Navy and he saw the world, right? And my mom's dad was in the Navy and we've had someone serve going back in every generation. I'm pretty sure since the Civil War. That's, that's wow. what I'm into. Yeah, I hope that's true. Um, but I just think just being with the Navy, um, it's definitely a little bit more technical too. Um, I, I, I like the people there better, honestly, not to, you know, like knock on West Point, but you know, each institution is different, right? Like imagine, you know, your army infantrymen from the Pacific or band of brothers. Right. But then imagine like your Navy sailor, you know, and like Greyhound or another similar movie. Right. Like I, I think I, uh, saw myself more as like a Navy sailor, even a Marine, but definitely in the Navy. And, um, I like it's, uh, it's super fraternal, right? Like a very close knit uh, service, a lot of travel opportunities, a lot of like opportunities for after the military, right? The Navy does a good job with that. Um, Cause out of high school, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to do some great. So I figured the Navy would give me a whole bunch of things to choose from before I was comfortable with that decision, so. Well, we're proud of you. Mm. Uh, Shane, I work with young people, Port Jervis and here in the DV, uh, you know, what, what would you say that a teenager who might be looking at you saying, damn, I want to do that one day. What would you say is the mix of things that you need? I mean, I try to do it all. Um, I think the biggest regret I or anyone could have is just leaving and leaving stuff on the table, right? Like not knowing you didn't give your all and just kind of honestly settled, right? Um, Cause you're not done until it's over. Um, I, I've been super fortunate to you know, go to DV and take advantage, Delaware Valley and take advantage of, you know, all the opportunities that are offered. Same thing at Navy, right? Like I got to play sprint, you know, do different leadership things and volunteer. Um, Cause school's what you make of it, right? If you're not taking advantage of the opportunities in front of you, then you're going to have a, you know, bad perception of your education because your education is partially on you too, right? You can have the best teachers or support staff in the world, but if you're not making that effort yourself, then it's, it's not for anything, right? So I would say definitely take advantage of opportunities. Also, like know your limits, right? You don't want to overwhelm yourself. But I found that taking on as much as I can, right, just keeps building up my tolerance for time management, leadership, you know, um, meeting people, especially like I was in band and football, right? So you're hitting like both extremes of people. Um, 
yeah, I would say just really try and like expand your network and do as much as you can. And you're doing that. Uh, well, yeah, here's uh, Larry Dake again. Yeah, good point, Larry. Uh, Shane, you talked a little bit about the academic stresses that being a freshman, uh, going through this thing, playing football. And, you know, I'm glad your parents are doing well now. Yeah. But unbelievably, they both hit cancer yeah. right around the same time. And uh, Fagan's so happy uh, you pulled through this. How was that for you being down there at the Naval Academy and knowing what your parents were going through here? Yeah, that was that's probably the most frustrated I've ever been. Um, like honestly, just always kind of had the thought that they were going to get through. Um, but those are some pretty, pretty sad face times because I was at school, not even like in the Navy deployed. I was in Annapolis in my room 22 hours a day doing online classes, mm. you know. So that was that was the frustrating part because yeah. I knew I could have been home you know, physically. And then also that summer, um, I, I was off all summer. I wasn't home a single day because I had to go do trainings and, you know, prepare myself. Um, but that, again, like that's also my choice. Right. And I know at the same time, like I'm making my mom and dad proud because that's, you know, that, that that's part of the service and whatnot. Um, but I, as much as like, I was, you know, upset and just hoping they were going to be okay. I also had, you know, my friends to lean on at school and also like me, you know, reminding myself, well, like I'm here for a reason, right? And I'm going to make my mom and dad feel better knowing that I'm putting out my best effort here. If that makes sense. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. We had a chance to speak with them a little bit and they are proud of you. and We're mm -hmm. proud of you. And uh, it's, it's, it's great what you're doing. You yeah. Know? It's great what you're doing. And I'm glad uh, they're healthy here. So you are off for a few days now and then down to Charleston. Yep. Like, have you spent time on a submarine yet? Like, yes. have you, yeah, yeah. So, only five days underway. Um, so that obviously not like a huge deployment or anything, yeah. But it's an, I think it's enough, obviously, to make my decision. Um, and I've spent a lot of time at school around different submarine officers and enlisted. So, I love, I love how tight knit the community is because there's only about like 120, 130 people on a boat, uh, and only about 10% of those are officers. So, there's a huge huge dependence on the people you're working with, right? Yeah. Like it's not as much about rank as, as it is about doing your job and being competent, which I love. Um, and super important, right? Like submarines give us the freedom to do, you know, what we want, like to be able to talk like this and just travel freely because we're, you know, pushing enemy waters and collecting intelligence and doing all those important things that, you know, like nobody else is going to do, right? Like if, if someone's going to do it, I'd, I'd like to be a part of that. So, so there's 120 people. And you, can they call it a boat? You yeah, no, yeah, call it a boat. You call yeah, it a boat. That's cool. Yeah, I don't want to get in trouble. No, it's like it's like good lingo. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I so like I wrestled, so I don't have a problem. And you know, I was in a locker room, so I don't really have a problem with um, like personal space and stuff like that. Also, like uh, women are being fully integrated in the submarines, yeah. so it's it's definitely like a modernizing navy, which is great to see. Um, there's just super competent people. Like they're so smart. Yeah. Um, and I think that. I'm able to network a lot of different types of people too, because you have like football players like me potentially. And then you have, you know, like your typical engineers of the world who are just, you know, like so smart for their own good. So I think like that, that type of people and that type of mission is what, you know, drew me to that. So. And are you days underwater, right? Like mm -hmm. you're days, right? Without seeing the sun. Yeah. So when I was on my cruise, which is what I'll call it. Um, well, the food's the best part. Um, and honestly, you, when you do sleep, it's super nice because it's always dark because there's always someone sleeping. It's like three shifting uh, watch crews um, and the air is always blowing to cool the electronics. And like sometimes the waves will rock you a little bit. Mm. So you sleep pretty good. Mm. Um, 
But at the end of the day, like when you wake up, you got to go to work because it's it's only so many people for you know a couple billion dollar you know warship, right? It's the technology, the technology and capabilities are super advanced. Wow. Um, wow. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's cool. I uh, I mean, I absolutely I can't not to be like oh I can't talk about it, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, there's some things where like you don't need a picture for, right? Because you just remember them so clearly. Whether it's uh, you know, like if you're on the surface, like seeing the stars at night or seeing like a beautiful, bright, you know, blue sky and just nothing around you um, or just like those little interactions you have with guys on the crew, you know, when you're just up at night, just, you know, on watch. So it's cool. At least for now. I say that now. Yeah, sure. Be, I might be salty in a few years, but. And do you see yourself staying in the naval? You know, do you see yourself or do you see yourself going to the private sector? One yeah. So I listened to my initial interview with you. I think twice when I was at school, just like remind myself. Yeah, um, yeah. Also to humble myself, right? Yeah. And I'll never forget. I said like, yeah, I want to do 20, you know, like so casual. Like, <laughs> I knew what I was getting into. Um, I will say COVID definitely changed my mind, you know, when you're home and reflecting. Um, I'm in for at least about five to six years. That's like my guaranteed. That's part of like. It's five minimum. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. But just because of, you know, just maybe want to stay a little bit longer, do something else. I'd probably be at least six. And honestly, we'll see what the world looks like sure. in that in that time because it's very changing and volatile um but we'll see i definitely want to do service if that makes sense like i'm not i'm not interested in like going to the private sector and making all this money like i think i'm gonna find fulfillment in what i do first and then the money's gonna come because i'm already off to a great start like in the navy right i didn't have to pay tuition and all that stuff for school and now this is my service that especially like you know in any economy like i know i have a job and that's good so Shane, was there somebody there uh, at the Naval Academy that you just was like, wow, this person is incredible uh, with their leadership, that they, they took you under their wing? Uh, was there someone that had a great impact on you there? Yeah, I'd say two people that come to the top of my mind are uh, Major Mike Copa and Captain Kelly Lang. Uh, the Major's Marines and the Captain is Navy. Um, both of them are no longer there, unfortunately, because officers rotate, right, because they have to go back to the fleet and be exceptional there. Um, but what I love about these two gentlemen specifically is that neither of them are Naval Academy grads. Um, they both went through separate commissioning sources and there's definitely a stigma in the fleet about Navy grads saying they're all that, right? Cause they went to the Academy. Um, if you've seen Top Gun, when um, I think it's Val Kilmer is like twirling the pen in the, uh, the flight brief and you can see his ring. Like I'm not even wearing mine right now. <laughs> I'm proud of it, but I don't need to flaunt it. Right. Cause I'm just a guy, like, regardless where you graduate from, you're still a sir, a man, right? And I think that these two, uh, just, you know, great officers in their own regards, um, they're great speakers, they're very competent, they're caring, like, they take the time to get to know you. And that those are, you know, general leadership things. But I think if you, if I could describe it for someone who doesn't know them, imagine, like, you're, you're just sitting in a room, and they walk in, and everyone's just kind of silent. Like, they, they take charge of the room when they walk in. And that's like the type of command presence I want to have in the future. And it's not through intimidation. It just knows like, man, you know, the real, the real brass are on deck. That makes sense. So. Did you have some time where you could have coffee with them and like get away from when they're on duty versus you had time to connect with yeah. them and really learn about them? Definitely major Copa. Like I've personally interviewed him for like a ethics class sophomore year and he was our team's uh, officer rep. So every oh, varsity nice. team on the yard has a, fleet officer and then senior enlisted that you can talk to just about their experiences and they like make sure you're still 
like an athlete, but still a future naval officer, right? And then Captain Kelly Lang was my battalion officer. So he was in charge of about like 600 to 750 mids over a couple of years. Um, but he'd be the guy, like if I'm walking around, he would stop me. Hey, how you doing? You know, like he could see if you're down or just like, he's just that exceptional of a man. Also, he was in charge of Pleep Summer um, for two years. And so I was a detailer. Like I was, I was the one yelling at the freshmen and stuff like that. But he was, you know, reining us in and also reminding us of the mission. And I did get some like one-on-one time with him. And um, yeah, they're both, they're both just people I look up to and want to emulate in the future. So. And you'll be doing that for people uh, in your future because uh, people are looking up to you now. Mm-hmm. Um, Shane, it was awesome to have you on here. I got rapid fire questions. Ruby wants to go for a walk with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get to rapid fire, Shane, was there something that you wanted to talk about or something that you wanted me to ask you that I did not? Um, not that I can think of. Just, you know, school's cool, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Where is uh? What are you looking forward to uh, most about being home? Where is it going to be somewhere where you go or, uh, you know, getting getting the good food. You know, nice nice uh, bacon, egg, and cheese uh, from Naked Bagel in town, <laughs> and then um, some good pizza, and uh, yeah, sleeping in my bed. So nice, nice. Well, let's go rapid fire, yeah. Shane, and we'll get you on your way. We're so grateful uh, uh, for you to to stop by and see us. And again, uh, Doctor Dake here in Binghamton. I, I concur. Yeah, thank you for doing what you're doing. Uh, it's inspiring uh, as an educator. So, um, all right, here we go, Shane. These are rapid fire questions. First thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah, Ruby's uh, so got your Ruby. attention. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Ruby, his dog's gonna get uh, jealous here. Yeah. All right, Shane. Last book you read? Uh, Boys in the Boat. We have it. Yeah, yeah. Matthew, and I, I was just in Seattle reading yeah. it on the plane, so very ironic timing. Great yeah. book. Yeah, yeah, Washington, Washington State. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last movie you saw? Office Space. Okay. Yeah. Favorite dish? You've talked a lot about eating. What's your favorite dish? Uh, I'm a sucker for honey barbecue and garlic parm wings. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're going to be doing a lot of traveling here. Where's been your favorite place to travel so far? Greece. First time I left the country was for spring break this year through school, and I was there for a week, and it was awesome. Big did, history guy. Did you hear that, Claire? I'm taking her next year. Nice. Awesome. Uh, you're going to love Charleston. Yeah. A journal or a blog you subscribe to? The Economist. Make some money there. No, trying. Yeah, got to. Yeah. A good stress reliever, your go-to stress reliever? Um, Probably working out or just calling a friend. A pet peeve of yours? Say dishonesty. You seen some guys get in trouble at the Naval Academy? Yeah, there's a there's a we have an honor concept. Um, West Point has an honor code, so there's a little bit more strict. But with Navy, it's like if you see it, then it's on you to report it because you know, like people people do people make mistakes and all that. But um, you know, you want to have integrity with the guys that guys and women that you're serving with. So, besides your graduation, give me a recent victory. Oh, uh, first first adult paycheck. Nice. Oh yeah. Nice. It right. made the gas pump a lot better. Oh so. my god, the yeah. gas is killing us. Yeah. At eight a.m. on Saturday morning, I feel fill in the blank. Awake, probably working out, so sweaty. You know, we'll see what happens. I mean, that's sleeping in for you, right? Normally on a weekday, you're up at five, or you're. Yeah. Uh, we have. I'm usually up uh, six thirty if I'm not working out. If I'm working out, then five thirty. So, wow. yeah. Best purchase under a hundred bucks that has had a great impact on your life. 
Oh, I got a little uh, like phone window mount. So mm. when I'm driving, so I'm not, you know, like looking at my phone and being distracted. And I feel like, you know, one of those Uber drivers just <laughs> feel very adult like with it. So if I were to come to a barbecue at the Fagan household and you would say, Andrew, you got to try the, what would that be? Probably my mom's mac and cheese. And I'll, I'll take some of that. That is a shout out. So, yeah. Um, you mentioned the army navy rivalry how yeah. real is the is yeah so i think army cares about it a lot more than we do because i think also with you know why i want to go navy like annapolis is a beautiful little town and it's right between dc and baltimore too so it's a great great for exposure and just you know getting out of this area a little bit um but it's definitely real um you know air force is just kind of out there but uh yeah we have a good time especially this year we we did dominate army most 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 Navy wins over Army in school history. So, what is one thing you're curious about? Being on a submarine for longer than five days. I'm curious. So, about that too. Yeah, hey, we'll, we'll find out and yeah. I'll get back to you. So. What is the longest amount of time that's it? So, so it's nuclear powered. So the only thing that really limits them is food because they have their own water and air. Um, so deployments can be as long as depending on the boat, like maybe six months, maybe pushing eight. Um, also depending on like the time and you know situation in the world but i can be under for a long time and like they'll surface every so often but um it, it can be a while so it's like a little deja vu you know you have to like you can tell the time of the day just by the meals so if and again help me put it in perspective like look at about a, a football field like yeah how big um is the submarine? i think it's just over a football field probably longer um because most of it's honestly like the engine and the reactor it takes up a lot of space the birthing and um like the galley and wow. stuff is in the middle and then like navigation all that you know fun stuff you see on tv is in the front so it's tiny cool stuff There's man levels too. cool stuff something yeah. about shane fagan that people don't know about uh i used to play the trumpet starting fourth grade all the way after high school that was one of my favorite things i've ever done and i definitely miss it so this is a new question it wasn't on the list okay two words that best describe you beat army um, <laughs> that's too easy. That's too easy. Um, yeah, I'd say, or actual words, I'd say like ginger and then quirky. I don't know. I don't know if my mom will like that, but it's me. So, you work the stash in there. That's too. right. Top Gun Maverick. Go see it. Shane, uh, and then you're going back in, you're going to be down there. But if, you know, if a, if a student, if someone wanted to be in touch with you, uh, yeah, what would be, how could, how could people get in touch with you? Uh, I mean, social media, I'm all public on. I got nothing to hide and I think I'm pretty funny, but also just like text, email, and I can I can get that to you to push out. But yeah, okay. I'm an open book. Uh, is there a quote, Shane, you want to end this off? Yeah, uh, sprint quote. It's uh, the legacy is not ours, but ours to uphold. And it's on the shirt too. Not this one I'm wearing, but um, that's the whole idea of, you know, stewardship and, you know, thinking of the people that, were in your shoes before right you know not want to let them down and make it better than they found it so the legacy is not ours but ours to uphold yes sir wow let them die by that and is that like naval sprint football is that a yeah i think so uh, i mean it's probably probably somewhere else too i don't think you gotta reinvent the wheel um i like it yeah cool this is shane fagan everybody i appreciate him tuning in uh, yeah. or coming by uh he's only home for a short time and he, and he, he came to see us again and and thanks for sharing your, your, your boy here with us. Um, Shane, we're proud of you. And uh, know that you're already making an impact uh, 
on, on not only your community but the world. So thank you. We're yeah, proud of you. I'm about to crush these cookies though. We're, we're gonna get some Hansies <laughs> cookies. We might heat them up here, but it'll bring them home. Order yours, uh, uh cookies Yeah. Also, one more quote for Mr. Dake, who's watching, because he said about the sausage. Uh, I'm a big Patriots fan, and maybe Saban said it or Bill Belichick said. It. I know it's random, but he said if you want to be, if you want everyone to like you, go sell ice cream. That's that's a good leadership quote too. <laughs> Not everything's gonna be popular. So <laughs> that is true. Shane yeah. Fagan, everyone uh, here on Education Leadership and Beyond. If I could help you in any way, uh, uh, don't hesitate to reach out at Andrew Murata Twenty One. For all you education uh, leaders that are watching, it's kids like this that we got to continue to cultivate, continue to uh, to push, and 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 uh, this guy's doing it. So uh, proud of you, Shane, and, and thanks for coming back here. Thanks for having me. All right, we are going to sign off here on education, leadership, and beyond. We'll get the sound going one more time.